Simon says that your mind is requesting furlough. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Canadian songstress Emily Claire Barlow on the 2023 album Spark Bird. This brand new album is her 13th as a leader and it's due out on March 31st, 2023. This is a stark contrast to the first interview we did with her back in June of 2020 as the world of jazz and beyond was grinding to a halt. Over her career, she has established herself as one of the most gifted and brilliant musical minds from Canada. This new album is bringing her brilliance and top-tier band to the U.S. for the first time ever over her 25-year career. We cover this project, the new post-COVID world, this live tour happening now, and so much more. Dig in. I think we're in good shape. So Okay, um, great. Emily, it's great. To, did, have we interviewed before? Yeah, I have an old email thread where we were connecting, and I had called you. It was the same situation. <laughs> so I was in Mexico at the time, but... So I do believe we've spoken before. Okay, interesting. Okay, I, I thought we had, we had done that too, so excellent. Well, it's great to reconvene with you to talk about new material, and it, it's very interesting from my end of things to catch up with musicians following this pandemic because was, there was so much that went into it that really turned everything upside down. So before we get into the brand-new album, I want to know – how you survived and got through COVID, and how it's changed the way you conduct your music life and business now. Well, I was spending time in Mexico when the pandemic hit. We were actually preparing to go on tour in April of 2020. And, you know, of course, in the beginning of March, one by one, the date started getting postponed or canceled, and it became clear how serious it was. And um, I was at the time in Mexico where I split my time between Canada and there. But eventually I made a decision to stay there during the pandemic. Uh, it felt safer. It felt um, certainly to be um, uh, just kind of a, a happier place to be, being able to be outside, living inside, outside. And one of the reasons why I've chosen to spend so much time there is because it's just generally a very inspiring place, colorful place to be, and so I made that decision, and, um, you know, I had already been traveling so much and spending so much time there that I was really set up to be doing remote recording anyway, so that was a, a benefit um, that I had at the time, where we were, we were prepared to, you know, record and send files, and, and that's ultimately what I ended up doing over the, over the course of the pandemic is... I recorded several singles. I worked on a side project with my partner, Steve Webster, who's a bass player, composer, arranger. We had a, a project that we had been talking about doing. We thought, well, this is a great time that we could explore that. And it's a bit more electronic, pop music. And so we did that. And um, it was also, you know, I was very fortunate because I know a lot of my peers really rely on live shows for their revenue and um, for me it's never been the main source of my income um, and so you know removing that element was not um, you know devastating for me at that time so it was a bit of an opportunity for a reset I suppose a forced reset and um, but then in, in 2022 I ended up doing a tour with my piano player, Amanda Tosoff, she has her own uh, project. And I realized truly how much I missed performing live. 
And at that moment, I, I vowed that I was going to finally book a U.S. tour because in my 25-year career, I have very, very rarely uh, played in the U.S. And uh, so I finally decided, okay, this is my opportunity. I want to play clubs. I want to play in the U.S. And it actually got me really inspired. So talk to me a little bit now. You know, speaking of being inspired and getting back out to it, it has to feel good right now with the world waking up to be able to have a brand-new album. Your 13th is a leader, Sparkbird. Talk to me a little bit about how it feels kind of on a visceral level to have this come out, and then we'll kind of dig into the artistic inspiration behind it. It feels incredible. I mean, I felt so grateful to have been hit with the inspiration to, to do it. That, that was, was like a relief, you know, because I, I've been struggling with the fact that I was not feeling inspired to make an album. But after coming back from that tour and, again, spending all of this time in this place where I was surrounded by so much nature and beauty and birds specifically, I started to realize that a lot of my joy was coming from these birds. You know, they're nature's musicians. We, and as musicians, we hear the music in, in, in everything, I think. So the rhythm and the melody in these birds. And I started to realize that when I listened to these birds singing and I, I, I interacted with them or saw them around me, I, I didn't think about anything else. You know, it was like the ultimate in, in, um, sort of, um, what's the word? Um, it, it was the ultimate um, mind <laughs> vacation, I guess you could say. It completely transported me. That's the word I'm looking for. It transported me. And so I started having an inspiration. If I'm going to go to the trouble to make an actual full album in these days where we do a lot of our listening on streaming and singles, I want it to be a meaningful uh, project. I want it to make sense and have a raison d'etre to be a collection of songs that work together. So I started to look into bird-related rep- repertoire. Of course, I'm not the first person to do an album about birds, but it was really, really fun putting the repertoire together and to, um, you know, to kind of reignite the spark of, in my career as well. And the title is Spark Bird, which is a birding term. Um, and in the world of birding, most serious birders will have a spark bird, which is the bird that sparked their interest in, in, in these magical creatures and uh, that sparked an obsession. And so it always uh, serendipitous in the way it came together because I developed a love of birds and I, my spark was reunited um, in terms of wanting to record music and wanting to get out there and play live again. I love that story. Love the backstory. You know, I always remember hearing stories. You know, a lot of musicians would follow bird sounds, but I always remember the stories of Eric Dolphy um, about, you know, when he was living in L.A. and he would go out back and he would literally follow just all of the sounds that would go on around him and Taylor's music. And it's it's fascinating because it, it kind of goes to that whole adage that it's like with love, like sometimes it's right in front of you and you don't know it. And that's kind of the way birds are. They're always around us. And if you stop and just look and listen, they're everywhere. And they totally infiltrate everything that we are and we do. So it's so good for something that's so omnipresent like music to kind of mimic that vibe. It's great. Oh, yes, exactly. And, and that was the thing for me. And once I 
once this first bird, you know, and there's a story about that that's in the in the liner notes of the CD about what my spark bird is. But once I discovered that bird, I started seeing, I started noticing this bird all around and, and all, all of the other birds and being able to identify their sounds. And I was slowly kind of becoming a bird person without even realizing it. Um, and people are so taken, so enchanted by, by them. And I agree with you. It's about being truly present and truly in the moment when you can stop and, and feel, again, grateful that you are able to witness these creatures in, in so close up in the way that I was able to. I think mine might be the goose. I've always had a thing, and I remember when I was, uh, my, my son was getting ready to be born, his name's Miles, I really wanted to get that movie, Wing Migration. Oh, yeah, and, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and I've always kind of, and at the time after he was born, we moved to a place where there was, every winter, there was this goose family that would like have like 12 goslings and I would see them, you know, go from birth to flight when they would be gone. So it's interesting. They, right. And, and You've got to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still prevalent here where I'm at outside of Kansas city. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's good. Very good. So the other component about the, well, along with this album is the fact that, you know, live music is happening again. So talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about, what that means. Any live shows or any live shows that you've done and the way the audiences have been? Yes, yes, and that was a part of your earlier question that I that I um, neglected to answer. It's um, It's been extraordinary, and I have to say, I mean, we're only into the first couple of days of this U.S. tour, but the audiences are wonderful, and there's such a, um, first of all, playing smaller venues is really rewarding because you, you, it feels like a very intimate experience. You can see every individual person in the room and you really have that feeling like, hey, we are we are all experiencing this unique <laughs> happening all together and there's something wonderful about that. Um, I missed it. I missed that interaction and the ability to do the thing that I love the most on stage with people that I love and to be able to transport you know, uh, an audience somewhere or give them uh, a little relief from something or make them feel feel the feels, you know, the emotions that you might need to feel, whether that's an escape or whether that's a little melancholy or, or uh, you know, a, a joyful surprise. And so we've just had the most warmth here in the United States and to be able to play a big long stretch of shows is such a luxury because you get you get this amazing chemistry going with your group and and you you really get so inside the music that you're able to truly communicate and play and I mean play as in you know playing for fun like you never know what might happen and kind of surprising each other on stage and rolling with the things that that might happen in a, in a live performance which is always unpredictable. And so it's, it's truly making me feel alive. That's the true answer. So you do have a tour that's happening right now, and you know, live shows are happening. So for anyone out there that really wants to either see you live or get the new album and, and be involved with what you're doing, where is the best place for them to go, and how can they do that? Yeah, so emilyclairvallo.com is my website, and it's got all the tour dates listed on there right on the homepage. Um, if you follow Bands in Town or Song Kick, those are also two um, platforms that list all my tour dates. 
And if you search Emily Claire Barlow Tour, you're going to find it online. And, you know, the show is it's really uplifting, I would say. We, again, going back to the words colorful, the album is colorful. Each song has a signature bird. The artwork is beautiful. I feel like this show is a very much um, bringing in a feeling of springtime, freshness. That's, that's the way that I want to present it. You know, last year, I, I'm a visual artist, so I had an art show here locally, and I, what I do is I paint old albums, LPs, and I put a bunch of birds coming out of cages on them, and I love the metaphor, especially even now, it's relevant with, you know, we were all caged up for so long, and it's like we're birds that are free now, you know? Right. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's, absolutely, we're, we're, we're flying free, and <laughs> it's yes. so good. <laughs> Yep. There's lots of metaphors. We're spreading our wings. You know, we're leaving the nest. <laughs> yes, for sure. We've grown, yeah. and now we're ready to get out there and listen to the music again. Hey, Emily, yeah. it's wonderful to catch up with you again. Thank you for taking some time out. I'm glad we got our international wires all connected and, and taken care of. We did it. <laughs> we're, we're so international. We're so worldly. <laughs> no, thank you for your patience with connecting, and we're, cause we're all over the place. We're... Um, we're in Texas right now, and we're heading to New York City. Actually, interestingly, the album officially comes out on Friday, which is the 31st of March, and we are going to be playing, of all sciences, at Birdland in New York City. So how's that for avian serendipity? Oh, oh are you kidding me? That, that's 100% yeah. serendipity. Yeah, right? that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest singers in Canada, Mexico, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Emily for her time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, you can find Neon Jazz interviews on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. For everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.